those that has prepared the way. He is coming because of what is needed to be fulfilled. I want to read a scripture, and I'm going to invite Ray to join with me uh, as, as I read the scripture, Ray. So there was a person by the no- name of John the Baptist that we're quite familiar, and he was the one that went before Jesus. But the life of John the Baptist was quite interested, interesting. That firstly, he was in the wilderness and an experience because he needed to have an encounter with the Lord before he could proclaim what the scripture speaks about in Matthew 3 verse 2. And it says, repent for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. I want us to hold the scripture in the back of our minds as Ray is going to share something. And just to give you a framework and a context for this particular word that Ray is sharing we were preparing our hearts for what needs to take place here in terms of just logistics in the background. But also you prepare your heart because, you know, coming on a Sunday and to share God's word holds a responsibility of understanding of what God is saying. And it's not just some of us who are in eldership or leadership, but it's also what we believe that the church is growing through uh, to maturity. And there are people here who have giftings and callings and really God speaks to you and confirms and Ray calls me and he sends a voice note that he sent to Sheldon. And he says, It'll, I want to share something with you. And I was standing in this auditorium here that day. And you know, in your spirit, I heard exactly what Ray was saying. And I said to him, and he put some things in words. And he's going to share what God has been speaking to him about. Now listen, please hear me today. When God confirms his word through people and others, and you start hearing it in other circles, and you start seeing it. you start seeing the tapestry of God being made complete through us and by us. And so Ray's going to share something that God has laid on His heart for us as the church this morning. And you might remember two weeks ago, I shared in church, uh, an incident when my brother, six-year-old daughter, granddaughter rather, was drawn a picture at school. If you were there, it's a familiar story. But I-
is, you know what I'm talking about. And you can know, that, but I hope that as you reflect on 10, 20, 30, 40 years of marriage, I hope you're saying, my marriage is maturing. Our, our relationship is growing stronger. You see, the relationship does, does mature, and then the couple become one. It might go through challenging phases, but that's all part of growing together and maturing together. And we often know each other's minds when we talk about things. We know each other's feelings and desires. Uh, and we trust we grow together in mission and life purpose. We have become one. Imagine if marriage was created so we could have a tangible, practical example of God's intention for Jesus and the bride. Now I'm now stepping into something. I admit at this stage... <laughs> I don't quite fully understand. Yet in my spirit, I believe there is something deeply profound in the marriage being a, a, a picture, an image of what Jesus, of what we are relating to with Jesus. The thought of me being united to Christ so that I am one flesh with my Savior, quite frankly, is blowing my mind. The thought that I am so united to Christ that I will know him and his ways intim intimately, intimately. What I do, how I react, the fruit of my life, as if it was Jesus himself. Oh my, this is crazy, isn't it? To think that that could happen. The passion and desire of my own marriage is it for Joe and I that we will be soul ties that we're growing in that space to be soul ties that we have hearts that are united that our minds are aligned and they will live and breathe for one another and that's the earthly model of a human marriage until death brings that to, to an end the heavenly model of Christ and the church is for eternity Death does not break our marriage with Christ. We just get promoted to glory and we go on for eternity. So I'm talking about that. My, I'm initially saying, how's that my relationship with Jesus? Now, what if we as a church community were all united to Christ like that? And we were all united with one another? Oh my. What would that be like? Now what if then we went another level and we as a church community were united with other expressions of Christ in the area? I think that would be revival. I think the door would be wide open for heaven to come to earth. And we don't have the privilege in that marriage we have with Jesus and as we are together as one body with one another. We don't have that privilege of divorce isn't an option because we're, there's no separation we are together for eternity married to Christ as a unified body what does that look like so am I talking unrealistic stuff here am I talking stuff that can never happen there is a saying we use in English culture when something is so crazy that it will never ever happen no way on this earth can it happen 
and we say it's a pie in the sky. I've heard of that. It's a pie in the sky. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I'm seeing something. I feel in my spirit something of a newness in, or of a different level of my relationship with Jesus, of my our relationship as a community to Jesus, and our relationship with other churches and other church expressions. So is it a pie in the sky? Maybe a better phrase than a pie in the sky would be a vision from heaven. What is that? How do we get that? I will see. I don't know, to be honest. But I feel like God wants to do something in me, in, my, in a new way, in my relationship with Jesus, in my relationship with, what, with you as, and us as a church community. So the process will be something like me being united with Christ in a, a deeper, fresher, mature way. Us, as a church community, being, being one with each other and one with Christ. Us being with other expressions of the body of Christ. Now how does that work? It's got to be in the spirit. It's got to be in our hearts. It's got to be something changing. It's got to be God's thing as God does that. It's not another ecumenical movement. It's not another, let's have a joint church service together. It's not another sharing the platform. No. It's, it's, and think of it. Think of your marriage. Now, sadly, maybe some of you haven't got good images of marriages. And, but maybe look at people you respect who've got a solid and mature marriage. Use that as a way of saying, actually, is that that God-given picture, image of me, forgiven to me so I can understand my relationship with Jesus. So that then when Jesus returns, he will come for a mature, glorious bride. But that's what we say, and that's what's going to happen. Let's pray the Spirit will make this vision... Let's pray his spirit will make this vision from heaven break into our world. Then revival will come. Then heaven will come to earth. Then the bridegroom, King Jesus, will return for a mature bride. Amen.
this uh, circumvented. Is that better? Yeah, there we go. So, a few days ago, um, we had some of the guys in this building, and we had a men's group uh, gathering, and so we did a few activities. That's just one of a few. And uh, I'm not going to tell the story of what happened here. I'm not going to go into detail. For some of you men uh, who weren't here, you sorry, you missed out. But there's going to be an opportunity. Every second month we get together here as a men's group. In October, the, uh, um, I'll take over from here, Tracy, and see if it's going to work. So the men's group of this church is going to come together um, in October the 28th. Now, I know you can't see all of this. This will be sent to you on WhatsApp if you are on the broadcast of the Bay. And it will be at Rockland's campsite. It's 800 Rand for the camp. Uh, I'm just doing this on behalf of Caleb for now. He was hoping to be here, but he's left with Sheldon this morning. And we're asking for those who are interested to go to put a deposit down of 200 Rand um, by the end of May, please. We are going from the Friday to the Sunday as a group of men. And we are praying into what God is calling us as men. And men arise, take your place is the theme. So if you are interested to go, please come and speak to any of us who's um, involved with the men's group. For some of you, if you think of your sleep apnea and your medication and all the things and the activities and, oh, my diabetes, it my high blood, I can't think of all of this. We are going to cater for everybody. Please hear me today. I even had somebody at the men's group and, you know, thanks for the cool things, but where's the no sugar? He just forgot there was two, two liters standing there uh, in any event. And what I said to him is good for you. So we are going away as a group of men. So please, if you are interested um, and you maybe can't make it to go, you either got a work commitment or your wife said, not today, you're not going this weekend. You go again another time. But please come uh, or you'd like to sponsor someone. We will send the link out on our broadcast group so you can register. You need to be over a certain age as well because there are going to be topics that we would like to talk to men from a certain age. And so that's all in the link. Um, we are also aware that on this weekend, um, it's the Friday, and just to make things clear, we're leaving the Friday, we only come back the Sunday afternoon, right? And so that you can plan for that, and it's October still, quite a far way, and so it helps for the planning. So please, if you'd like to attend, uh, connect with us, contact the office, uh, get registered on the broadcast group so that when the correspondence goes out, you're able to do that. Okay. I've got a few things I would like to go before I take the next slide. And I want to talk through some things that I want to frame for today. Now, all of us know, well, there's some people who are visitors here and you're new. And I'll talk to the context of Siakula. But I want to just bring us to a reference here today of what this is about and what God is doing. And where the kingdom of God is advancing. And it's on the earth. And God chooses through people a certain amount of of understanding that they will know that when we, and churches, that when you step out in faith, that when you serve the poor, when you serve the needy, when you serve those that are foreigners, when you serve those that are orphans, when you look at God's scriptures and biblically understand the fundamentals of why the church, the ecclesia, ecclesia for those that stand in the authority and the gap of, the, of what needs to happen on this earth, and you understand your position, a title will fall away. A framework of understanding of church will fall away. That is not about the bells and whistles, but it's about seeking after his presence. It's important. 
And on this earth, the world is crying out for us as the church to get our act together. The world is crying out. And we have that responsibility and we have that important responsibility. So from next week, you'll hear Pat speak a bit into the pandemic and certain things. You've heard Pat speak before on some of the things. So we bring the issues into the context of the church because of the fact that the kingdom of God is advancing and we need to be informed. It's important for us to know this. There are certain things that will come through the WhatsApp group and you're like, what is this church doing? We are equipping you and we are making sure that you understand that when you see something happening in your road or in your street, you can click onto your phone and a link, you can pick up your phone and you don't need to complain about it, but you can be proactive and report it in a way that it will happen where your street lights can be attended to and you're able to understand that even some things that we as the church must lead the way, we are able to equip others and to understand what our role is way beyond just this on a Sunday. Because life is waiting for us to be part of it, but yes, separate in our thinking, separate in our understanding, separate in the way that we do life. And it's important for us to understand this. So I'm going to frame this morning's message around the Bay City Church and in the context of the kingdom of God is advancing. For some of you, you only see that side of the building, but there's also this side of the world and there's these two but this is the actually the front section of the building and that's where the offices are for those who've come through through the security entrance and why this is important for what I want to un- help you understand that the kingdom of God is advancing and what is transpiring here is yes our story at the bay but truthfully he's doing it through and in the earth. Not just at the Bay City Church. We're not just the only people he's working through. He's working through churches, through people. And so our story is the best that I can tell because I'm here. And so allow me when we do this today, this is really not about the Bay City Church. This is not about Siakula. This is not about Sozo. This is about the kingdom of God advancing. Please hear me today. And I want to frame this in the context of a few pictures. That firstly, in order for the kingdom of God to advance, we need to be connected. We are family. We need to connect. I have heard, unfortunately, and you have heard, too many stories of people saying the following. I don't want to go to church because I got hurt by the church. So let's... uh, Break that down a bit. What do you mean? Did the building hurt you? Because truthfully, that's the comment. I get this, the, the narrative. And then, so when you ask the question, who, what happened? People. It comes down to people. I left the church because of the folly. I didn't appreciate the leadership style. Now, please, some are justified. And sometimes for some of us, we just don't like a fly to sit on our nose. And so we get offended. And we leave. Listen, just swipe the fly off, wipe your nose, and sit there. And then let's make it happen again. Because that is, and we're dealing with people. And because God knows that, because he's aware of that, 
the picture that, that Ray portrayed for us this morning, like in marriage, we will have our ups and we will have our downs. We will have our disagreements because that's family life. So in the church, we're supposed to be exempt from it and then we walk away because I don't like to disagree. But if you work through it, here's the part. When you go for training in, in conflict resolution, firstly, conflict is good. It's our attitude towards conflict that must shift. Because you were born out of conflict. Your mother didn't just pop you out. There was a button. There was a struggle. Even if you had a, a C-section, there was a struggle. It came through that. And look at the beauty that came through it. In this earth, when Adam and Eve was born, it came out of conflict. So it's our perspective that must shift. So at the bay, what we try to do, and often we've seen people run away from this just to connect, just to have a coffee, cup of coffee. Oh, the leadership is very controlling, I heard a few years ago. Wow, what do you mean controlling? I just like to know people's business. So you don't want us to be a church that cares. Because we care. Because that's family. And so at Siakula, what we've shaped is what we call Family Connect or Family Bubbles was known before. And through, and let let me just take a step back. Roughly about 10 years ago, God spoke to, and I was hoping they would be here this morning, to Ilana and to Anton, and God laid a, a, a mandate on them that started out of this church in a small room next door, and they were able to take youth and young people from this community of Freigrund and the surrounding areas and was able to move into two shipping containers later in Freigrund and later into a building that now has transpired into three buildings, over 50 staff members serving our community and young people in such a beautiful and healthy way. And that became a model for us as the church here, that if the kingdom of God is advancing, that the church on a Sunday is not about how much we fill up the seats. For us, the measure as an eldership is how many lives we impact and send off being fulfilled with the Holy Spirit and impacting the world. That is church. So we've come through trying times financially as a church because of that. Because you will notice we don't take a half an hour to tell you about how you must give. Because God's word is clear that he is the convictor of the heart. That he tells you give joyfully. We can't do that for you. We can't ramp you up to give. That's God's work. Why must we do that? And so as the Bay City Church, we have established clearly of the fivefold ministry that is important, and we've pursued that as a leadership for quite a while. And we are seeing it fulfilled. And we're going to hear more about the fivefold ministry and what it looks like. We're going to hear more about why we as the Bay City Church have decided to serve the community while we are serving people in our city and what it looks like down the line. Because there's a mandate over us and what God is calling us to do. And so Sosa started, like I said, roughly about 10 years ago. 2019, God, well, first in 2017, God laid on our hearts that as we saw Sosa grow and as we saw this happening, Sheldon had so many dreams um, as a leadership, we had confirmation after confirmation. In 2018, I stopped counting after 20-odd people came to speak to me personally 
not knowing of Siakula, a name or nothing. There was a few of us. Matt, Soreto's not here. Um, Sasha's not here. Um, and who else was there, Matt, with us in the room? Diana. Diana. Thank you. See, that's age either or post-COVID. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Matt. We were the only few people at the time sitting in a room once, uh, I'm sorry, every month, a few t- days a week, just to talk through what God is saying about Siakula. Here's what happened. But prior to that, we had, I stopped counting, like I said, after a few people came and shared dreams, visions, words that God gave them of what we need to do as a church serving those in our communities. And so you couldn't stop hearing that. And it just went on for a solid year and a bit. What then transpired is that as a leadership and with an eldership, we, we got a clear understanding that Siakula, which means we are growing, will be the hands of, and feet with us through the Bay City Church, like with Sozo, to serve not just families in the Bay City Church, but also those in our surrounding areas and then also those in the city. And Sheldon will give you the dates. He's very good with this. We went out then. In a, a, what year was that? And we went to go plant the pegs in the city. And God gave us a word to do. What? 42 kilometers. But what, what year was that? Four years back? What year? 2019. You see? Okay. Yes. Run about there. Yeah. But what happened is that we as a leadership came into this building after the church was done. We had a clear mandate. There was a few others with us. We went out 42 kilometers. And I want to raise this significantly. And we prayed, God, and we changed our name from Bay Community Church to Bay City Church. Because God then gave us a mandate as this local church that we will serve the city. And we kept on asking, what does that look like? What does that mean? Like when Ray said, we didn't have a full revelation and understanding. We just walked in obedience. 2019, Siakula was framed and launched in April of that year. We then got registered as a non-profit organization in October of 2019. So we had ideas. Trace and I were still serving as the administrator and finance of the church. There was a few of us. Matt was in a youth leader. Diana was involved with admin. Sarita was children's work. Sasha was involved with media. And so we were all just, because we were preparing with what we believe God was saying for us with the leadership of this church. And so Siakula, in principle, was framed and launched off in 2019. So we thought in 2020, these are the following programs we're going to run. It was our ideas. 2020. It then happened. We get an announcement. And we all know what happened. But let me just take a step back because... I was hoping to read the scripture, but I'll paraphrase this because of time. And I'm aware also I just have actually 10 minutes. Can you believe it? It so happened that the youth met with a team. They worked extremely hard to raise funds to take the youth on a camp. I will never forget that day. As a leadership, because of COVID and the restrictions, and some people got tested positive, we had to call Matt into Sheldon's man cave at the time. And we had to break the news with him to say, Matt, we're going to have to, the day before, cancel the camp. Before they were due to leave. We were emotional. We were discouraged. We were seriously 
because everything was bought from groceries to uh, stationery, everything. I mean, we raised a huge amount of money, and Matt was amazing. He ran with the team, Tino and others, up and down the mountain to raise support. Some of us were here. We came into the room that day. We had a few of us here, A.D., Dennis, and others, and with the staff, and we just started to praise God that, that day because we were just so discouraged. Now we were sitting with the food. And what happened is, a few days later, we have a Zoom meeting as eldership got introduced to Zoom. And as an eldership, we had to decide what's going to happen to the food, etc. We then took the groceries of the families, uh, sorry, of the camp, because they were all in catering tins and containers. And we said, let's take the, the meat stuff and others, and we made sure that got out first. But the tin items in the next few days, we've identified then five, four families. Thanks, I need to get those numbers right. Four families. Now, the scripture reference that came to mind was, firstly, the understanding is, what is this that you have in your hand? Because we spoke about that a lot in our leadership. And then the analogy and the, and the parable, actually, no, sorry, not the parable, the, the understanding of what Jesus did. And let me rephrase it in this way, that a miracle took place that we think will only happen then and will not happen here. With the disciples, and Jesus spoke to people, and the disciples, he said to them, listen, we need to get some food uh, for the people. They've been with him. Now they've been teaching. What is this that we have right now? Some people said it's going to take so much wages of, and the whole discussion like we'd go as people. I would have liked to read that, but I'll do it again. Because that's interesting about people. But the part that came there is there's a little boy there's some loaves and fishes there. And Jesus, firstly, the, the Mark's account to that was he tested the disciples by asking the question because he knew what he was going to do, Mark reference. So what happened then, then is Jesus said, go and fetch the boy. They prayed over the food that was there and it multiplied. So much so that there was more than enough for people to take home. Please keep that as a reference. We could only serve four families as we started. Financially, the church, we knew where we were, so we were fully aware that we didn't think this was going to last over two years. We just knew this is what we have in our hand. And as Siakula, with, now here's the part, as God's believers, we came together in this building. And we took that four items of baked beans and rice and peanut butter and the list goes on. And I did the display of that um, a year or so ago. And we prayed this, Lord, we ask you to multiply this, like the loaves and the fishes. What then transpired is that we had 22 tons of food, fast forward that, in this building, a few months later. I pray that that applause is for Christ and for what he's doing, please. Because that was not a doing of man. It was everything to do with what God was able to do based on the fact that we prayed over every beneficiary that came here. Lord, like the loaves and the fishes, you multiplied. We asked them to, what we've given them to give it to others to see the multiplication process. Please, I don't have enough time to go into that. It ended off in December of last year. Or, um, yeah, I must get my time frames right where we served 1,400 families from what started with four families. 
Rethi Relief every month without fail. We did not have the money in the bank account. See, Akula never even had a bank account. We had to open one during lockdown. I'm not going to go into the details, but you see, when you work on the principles and the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, He will make it grow. And so out of that, I've got a few minutes that I want to transpire and end off with this. That when the kingdom of God is advancing, He will provide. He will make provision. And so Family Connect is the root of what Siakula do. We take care of families. And we do that by creating groups. And we understand our community. And so these are some of the programs that we run. From baking to a few other things that we do. We have five community kitchens serving over 3,000 families per month. Um, in Freikrond and Overcome Heights and we are making sure as Siakula and the church that people get a hot meal every single day for those in the surrounding areas. We even have a community kitchen right next to the dump based on a request from the community trust hearing about Siakula and what we are doing. And so we see God's hand in this and the intention here is to keep on doing this as long as God is allowing us to serve the communities. We have our women's program that comes together every second week, where we are able to sit with women and understand what we are doing. We had the night to shine for those who were here, that we were able to serve the city. We have a ready plan for 2023 and 2024 out of a partnership that I'll talk through in a few moments of where God is elevating what we are doing here. We were able to have the deputy mayor, the ward councillor, Mandy Ma, a ward councillor from Mitchell's Plain, uh, Tim Tebow, Demi Lee, we never asked for this. We're not doing this for our fame. We're not do, doing this for advertising and promotion. We are just serving God for what He wants, but He will give favor. They funded everything. Let me come back on, in, on the first week, first, first Sunday of June. Eddie and his team will be in this church, the deputy mayor. We have an opportunity that we will be praying over him and his team, commissioning them, be in touch with them to the point where Terry Ann is now, when he is, was also called as a ward counselor, and to Plumstead and Constantia area from Mitchell's Plain, Portland. Here's what's happened. Ashley, the tall guy at the end, took over from Eddie as a ward uh, counselor. Eddie then moved to, uh, 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 to Plumstead where he stays, but also became the ward counselor there. Ashley, who was the head of drug counseling uh, 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 of Cape Town, and able to now serve in the area, and there's a transition. Here's the part. They are both friends. We just came from a weekend together. By the way, we came in from Betty's Bay this morning just to be here. And we're going back to, back to Betty's Bay because they are waiting for us. But the point here is this is God's kingdom advancing. You are going to hear testimony of Ashley and how God has called him and spoken to him to serve the city of where he is. You're going to hear Eddie's testimony as a Christian born again. We've been praying as believers for years. God, what are you doing in government? God, God is doing it on, these, uh, on the earth. This testimony to a point that today we have Terry Ann. Yes, she's my daughter. Yes, we know Eddie, but she had to go through a process where she's serving with him as a, he's the ward counselor, she's the ward assistant, and able to impact the city for the next five years where she is serving as a young person in this church. God is doing something here. Now, it's not just about us and our family, not just here. God is doing it in your spheres of influence and where you find yourself. We've met Mandy Ma, and we're going to talk through what it looks like in Freikrond in the next few years as we serve together. We've networked through the uh, 55 networking organizations since we started in 2019. 55. 
We must add this now is 56 with the Siakolisi Foundation and through Georgetown University who invited Siakola to be part of a framework of what's to come. We're part of a network that speaks in mentoring of young people. We just came from a gender-based violence network on a Friday talking into gender-based violence for the next two years in the city, what it looks like. They selected 10 organizations. We are one of the 10 organizations who will be serving the city through understanding of gender-based violence and femicide and what it looks like. We are involved with wellness programs, partnered with not just Sozo and others, where we are able to be a service provider in the city. Sozo staff last year, Anton called me, he said, Edel, we need to do, want to do the following. And it wasn't just there. Miranda, I don't know if she's here with future stars. There are others. We are here to serve. And when we understand that, God will do the rest. This was at Sunbird Center um, last year. Then, out of a conversation that we thought with Anton was just something to catch up. For those who recall, we had three ship, two, yeah, first two shipping containers. And remember I told the story as I wrapped this up. Sozo started out of this office here, shipping containers in Freigrond at the library. They then moved into the building that we know into, in Freigrond. They sold the shipping containers to True North. True North then was looking for buyers later because the city said, listen, there's an ordinance. You need to move the shipping containers from the library and they were looking for a buyer. They came to us as Siakula. I said, we don't have the money. Not our thing now. It's okay. They then went. And uh, at the time, Ruth, who was in charge of True North, had a prayer partner by the name of Mari Maskew. She, they were praying together. God showed Ruth that she must sew the shipping containers into Mari's life because Mari is a doctor. He's an epidemiologist. And she wants to set up a clinic in Freigrond. Mari says, thank you for the shipping containers, but I just hooked up with Michelle, who's a doctor, and we are talking through a partnership with Siakula. I'm taking the shipping containers and putting it in Siakula. That shipping containers went from there to our building here 10 years later and got converted into what I'm going to show you shortly. Do you see God in all of this? We couldn't have framed this. We couldn't have made up the story. The business park with our neighbors who we love, complained because they felt that this was a fire hazard, the shipping containers. I go to Anton before our eldest meeting and say, Anton, I know you're not going to be in this eldest meeting. Can I ask you what's your view? We would like to take the shipping containers. Now we have three instead of two. We got two that were Sozos, one through a partnership of Church of the Holy Spirit, which came out through lockdown. We then thought we're going to move the shipping containers to the other side of the building, close it off and secure it somehow. That's my thinking that I want to pitch to the eldership. I stand in this parking lot that day and I said, Lord, what are you saying? Because we just, we've worked so hard, Godfrey and others, we've worked so hard to prepare this. It's taken us more than a year. Meet with Anton. We're chatting, we're praying through some stuff. Anton says, but Edel, why do you want to put it that side? I'm thinking, Anton, what kind of question is that? Because what, we need to move it shortly. He says, bring it over to Sozo. I said, where do you have space? He said, we're busy clearing out some things. Bring those containers, all three over. In a few days, we took that containers over. What then happened is Anton said, it'll shift all that containers to the side. We're going to make you space where you can put up a structure for your offices. That's the picture there. Cecil, with Kingdom Builders and his team, we did the framework. Cecil, and, his, and I'm not just doing this as a promotion. And ad, if you want to understand and see excellence in ministry and work, you've got to look at this work that this, that this group does. 
And out of that synergy, this was born. And it became this, to this. In, in one of the, these are, we now have um, five different spaces open for consulting rooms. We are now calling it, which I'll tell you shortly, and this transpired, Siakula Family Center. That we are now able to be in the community with as an understanding that certain days will be clinic days. Some days will be prayer and Bible study. Some days will be arts and crafts. Some days will be just where you need to talk to someone. Counseling, if someone is on drugs, HIV, TBK, the list goes on. And we are now able to serve the community from an understanding that we know what is happening. And God has spoken to us and we do this because he says so. And he will provide. That money was, now here's the part. Siakula has been around now almost for three years on our books. We only have one funder through an organization a year back. That came to an end in March. Everything that you see was God speaking to people. You've been in this church long enough. You haven't seen promotional items go through. We didn't come and knock on your door and say, can you please support it? We kept praying and asking God to provide, and he's done it every step of the way. And listen, here's the part. And it's people from in and outside of South Africa that God is, is calling. And all we're doing is out of obedience doing what he needs to do. We've partnered with so many organizations. And I want to close off with this. Our purpose as the church, yes, is to do what we need to do. As Siakula, we took that and framed it that we are equipping people to grow to their full potential. And we're restoring lives. It's a mandate we have. The future is in his hands. We cannot frame that. All I know, and for some year, it's not coincidence that Ray was standing here because he's also chairperson of the Siakula board. That the board exists out of people from this church. On a Monday, we have 18 volunteers of people mostly from this church. In the, during COVID, we had over 60 volunteers from people in this church because we want to see the Lord's kingdom come. I want to ask you to stand as I close. And I've got to frame it in this way. Please don't hear Siakula. Please do not hear Bay City Church. Please hear God's call in your life. What is God saying to you right now? What is God saying to you as he's advancing the kingdom? In your workplace? In your sphere of influence? What is God saying to you? And you've got to hear his voice. We as a church and as a leadership will create what God is saying to us as a framework to help us grow towards spiritual maturity. Come, let's pray. Lord, as your kingdom is advancing, we pray today that for each and every heart today that it will be touched by the move and the spirit of God. We cannot prescribe your ways, Lord. All we know is that you are moving and we don't want to be left behind. We pray for each and every one of us where we find ourselves that we do not just get absorbed with our home situation, but that we lift our gaze, that we see, and, and we hear this question, what do we see? That we see a city lying in ruins and you are calling us to be the salt and light. You are calling us to be part of the solution. You are calling us as a voice in the wilderness to declare that the day of the Lord is coming. The kingdom is at hand. So we stand here today. We ask as we leave from this building today that the Spirit of God will continue to speak to us, to settle in our hearts. We fully understand that we all cannot just do what we feel like right now until we know what you are saying.
whether it's in our giving, whether it's in our prayer time, whether it's in just encouraging someone, whether it's just to come certain days and to put our, our shoulder to the plow. Lord, won't you lead and direct and guide? Bless us today and for the moms that are here and those around the world, that you bless every mom today. Bless us as we leave from here, that the Spirit of the Lord will speak to us. Lord, won't you watch over us and protect us? Won't you cover us and where we go, that your favor will continue to abide with us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Amen.